0: It shouldn't be so hard. It shouldn't require as much grit as it does, but when you're a veteran and you leave the military to enter civilian life gainfully employed, it shouldn't be as hard as it is. We need to fix that. Let's hear about it first. We're gonna talk with Greg Brown next.
1: This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things now podcasting from spire to leaders in local communities like yours here is Brian Leflock
0: and let's get cooking I I think when we talk about grit we talk about business and we talk about personal and we talk about not giving up and and sometimes and it's on the show we've we've talked with with uh, with folks from the military and I want to do so again and I'm excited to do so and I'm excited because I, I think it's something we need to talk about Um Veterans shouldn't have to show as much grit as they do when they uh, get out, and it shouldn't be that way. And I want to talk more about how it is and why it is. And uh, so we're going to talk about that today on Dash of Grit with my friend, Greg Brown. He's the superintendent of the Medina County Home in Medina. And there's a, there's a, there's a swing here that I want to get to. And so, Greg, welcome to the show. Thank you for sharing your story on a Dash of Grit.
1: Thanks, Brian. I'm really excited
0: to talk with you about, about your history. And, and I, I'm, I'm interested, though, in the Medina County Home. That's how I met you and how we've learned about things. Can you tell me, before we get into uh, your story of grit, which is, which, is, which is well worth telling, tell me a little bit about grit and the Medina County Home. Tell me about success. What's going well? What is the Medina County Home? Help people that don't understand.
1: Awesome. The Medina County Home has been meeting the needs of a Medina County residents since 1854. And it's the only facility of its kind in Medina County offering the services. Um, It's a residential living facility for men and women over 18 who might need minimal assistance with daily activities. They might not be able to care for themselves they don't require nursing home care. Uh, They may not meet the requirements of other residential facilities. And then we also offer adult daycare and short-term respite to to help the caregivers out as well.
0: most of the folks like said, that are residents of the home, what are what is their current situation? When they come to you, what is their lifestyle? What is their life like at that moment, typically?
1: Um, typically, at that point, they are looking for a place to live because they can no longer stay wherever they're at. And that might be with family members in their own homes, or they might be homeless. We, all situations there. Mm-hmm. But when they come to us, it's because of what I just said they don't meet the criteria to get into that nursing home. They might be too young. They, uh, they don't meet the requirements there. Or money-wise, they, you know at the Medina County home, if you don't have any money, you don't pay to stay here. We're not Medicare, but that's thanks to the Medina County residents who pay the, the tax levy that we have. That's the 70% that covers the operation budget of the Medina County home. And then the other 30% is that board and care for those people that can pay, that pay to stay here.
0: Yeah. And, And can you give me an example so that I understand really truly what you guys are doing there? If it weren't for the Medina County home, what would life be like for these residents? What options they don't have, they wouldn't have many options. What would that be?
1: Well, for, for some, it would be having to stay in a place where, you know, they really couldn't be cared for correctly. If it's a lot of times it's family members that just are to that point where they're, they're so frustrated and they just need help with, with their, their person and we're here for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person who is going to lose their home to, for whatever reason is also an excellent person that would be you know supported here. Um, we have We range from the low 50s all the way up to 98 years old of residents that stay here. They come from all walks of life.
0: And you've been there, it's been there for how long?
1: Since 1854.
0: Always publicly supported?
1: Since uh, the Medina County commissioners took over in 1919, it's always been supported by the county. And then in 2001, when the home is about ready to be closed, mm-hmm. it was brought before the Medina County residents to say if they wanted the home, that it would have to be supported by a property tax levy. And 64% at that time said, yes, we want to support the, the home
0: that way. And I know you don't have a ton of experience in that point in the in the history of the home, but can you give me an example of, of why? Because levies fail all over the place and most communities don't have this kind of of service available. And why did the, the the county of Medina support this in such an overwhelming way? And, and what maintains that support? Good, so
1: I'll start out that originally all 88 counties in Ohio had a county home. But as of January of 2021, there are only eight county homes that run the way the Medina County home does. So that's how downsized this has become. So. In 2001, the commissioners at that time had decided to, to shut down the Medina County home. It was being paid for out of the general fund of the, you know, of Medina County, and they just thought it was it was time. Well, the grassroots um, group that came together to to fight for the county home at that time, um, the the county home has a group called the Friends of Medina County Home that. our our 501c3, they rallied around us, as did uh, one of the commissioners at the time, and is currently a commissioner now, Commissioner Hamley. Mm -hmm. Um, And they, with a grassroots effort, fought and got them to say that if the county would support a tax levy for the home, that it could continue to run. And so that's where that first, in 2001, that levy campaign started. And they have amazing stories. I've got clips and my, my files here that I found of editor's notes and things that they've done, and through that effort, they got the levy passed. And since that time until now, it's maintained the, seven, the, the same percentage of, you know, of millage for the county home since 2001.
0: What do you think the difference is? Why are there only eight now? And why is one of them in Medina County? Is it the people of Medina? Is it the effort that certain commissioners took? You know, what, 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 what helped keep the Medina County home in Medina where other communities didn't keep theirs?
1: Good question. So the, since this current building where I'm in right now was rebuilt in 1894, um, they, and it says infirmary right on the outside, it's a very obviously an old building now. So we are, we do not accept Medicare. So we're a non-certified home. So that's, we are a very distinct niche um, in the community for who we take. And because of that, we're still so relevant because for as many great um, care facilities that we have for seniors around here, we hit that group that, you know, that don't hit their areas. Um, And the, The residents of Medina County love us. I'm constantly getting calls daily for donations, food, uh, care products, beds. I mean, you name it, lots of food. Mm. There's somebody always dropping something off for the Medina County home just from the outpouring of the community.
0: You know, what's amazing is sometimes I think of the analogy of Dash of Grit, and I think of being stuck and, and throwing grit under your tires to get rolling. Sometimes it just take you can't do anything. Sometimes it takes others. Sometimes it takes others to stop and to pitch in and maybe push a little bit and uh, and to to lend some grit to you in your efforts. And it sounds like that's what Medina has done. So we're going to talk more about the the home and uh, again later a little bit later in the show because I'm interested in in the grit and what's next for the home. But I'm also interested in your story. I, I know that uh, that it hasn't always. I mean, this isn't an easy job you have. This is a very important job, Um, but it hasn't always been the case for you. And I'd like you to kind of share your story of grit uh, and how you got here.
1: Sure. So in 2004, during my last tour in the Army, I was stationed here in Ohio as a recruiting commander. Um, In 2006, my wife and I made the choice to to retire. And so we stayed here in in Medina uh, after 20 years of military service. And I was always told, "You're military, people will be you know beating down your doors to hire yeah. you." and that yeah. was just not the case. I struggled partly because I wanted to stay local to find a job where I could support my family and and use you know what I learned in the military. and I was on every website you know that possible, and I could not find a job and it turns out that as as the Lord would have it it was my next door neighbor across the street who just happened to say, Hey, I, I heard you're looking for a job. Give me your resume. I'll see if my boss is interested. Mm-hmm. And that man was willing to give me a a chance in a career that I, you know, in a field that I had never done a day in my life, which was, uh, it was selling uh, Toro equipment, residential and commercial. I became their customer service uh, and warehouse supervisor and, I, that was my first job, and I, I loved it. It was, it was amazing. I used everything I had and gave them everything I could. And, but the recession hit, and they downsized that job. And mm-hmm. I still remember that boss crying when he was letting me go, and I'm going, no, thank you. You gave me something that nobody else would, and I can take that on. Mm-hmm. And after that job, 12 years, you know, four jobs later of, of every job, learning something new, getting more experience to the point where I'm at now, which this job here as the supervisor it is my pinnacle. I, this is, yeah. I get to serve daily. You
0: know, it's, it's, yeah. it's an amazing job, very rewarding. When you were in the army, how long did you serve? 20 years. 20 years. And at any point, did you get an inkling or a thought that when, I, when my wife and I do say no to this and move into, into civilian life, that it would be that hard? Did you have any idea or was that a slap in the, in the face?
1: That was a slap of reality for sure, because you go to job seminars in the military that they provide for you to do your resume and they start tell, you know, showing you what's out there. And I really as a as a transportation officer, I looked at many jobs, you know, at, when I was getting out, but to stay local uh, and not to drive into Cleveland every day. I love yeah. Cleveland. That's where I was working when I got out of the military. Up out of the federal building, on the 14th floor, beautiful every day getting to see the stamp and the the lake. But that drive was too much, and so a lot of the jobs that went there were, were in that area. And I was like, no, I wanted to stay closer for you know for my family. And uh, yeah, it was it was a reality check for sure. That was where the grit came in because I, I had to provide for my family. That military retirement wasn't going to be enough.
0: Yeah. And and tell me what that's like. So are you applying for any job? I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to to encourage employees or employers to hire military because I th- I feel like it makes sense. But what was happening? What kind of feedback were you getting? Where were the no's coming from? Why were you being told no? I don't understand why someone spends 20 years in the military and gains all that leadership experience that I'm sure must come and then be told no in the civilian world. I can't quite figured that out. Enlighten me.
1: So one of the things that I, I see now, I do see the, the even greater support for the military getting out. You constantly hear of, you know, of people that are like higher military, higher smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's much more aware. But when I was getting out, that wasn't quite the the same sentiment. And every place that I went, they loved that. They're like, they they knew that I would give everything to it, but I didn't have the specific, a
0: specific experience.
1: Correct. And they're like, you, you just, they weren't willing to take the chance that my military could help me overcome that gap in knowledge and to, you know, in a timely fashion for them.
0: Yeah. And, and Greg, how did that make you feel?
1: You know, I, I understood, but it was, it was extremely frustrating, uh, and it really it put me in that position where I had to really rely on on something more than myself, mm-hmm. you know, to, to get me through that I, support of a great wife. That was also phenomenal there. Um, but, yeah, it was just uh, it was a very that was my true time of, of grit, of, of just fighting and, and trying to figure out where where that first job was, was going to be.
0: Did it, but did it make you did it, did it make you angry? Did it make you afraid? Did it make you sad? Like, because here's the reason: lots of people don't get jobs. Lots of people get told no. Like, but when you've put 20 years into a career serving your country, and then you're told no because, sorry, you haven't been here for 20 years, <laughs> that's gotta make. Doesn't that make you mad? It makes me mad.
1: I I can understand trying to be on the other end. I I. I get that. And I, I, you know, in the military, thankfully now, and and I was using it at the time, but it was also the level of job. If I wanted to go entry job as well, like if I were just going to right? but that wouldn't have provided enough for my family. And, and truth where I was at in life was not where I saw myself starting either, but I wasn't shooting for CEO level either. I just, was wanting to be a supervisor that I had always done in my life, and so yeah. it was finding that that right place in there. And so, yeah, the used a, used a lot of VA support in there as well. But every job was just not right there. But I I found the job that, that I was yeah. supposed to be in.
0: Yeah, and and I I could see the look in your face. I I, I know that you you are thankful for what you have, and I mm-hmm. know that that means we, we don't want to. Uh, you know worry about the past, and i 'm interested in if there 's an employer listening now, and uh, you know there's the job market is amazing now there shouldn 't be right. a, a problem, but that won 't always be the case. What does a military veteran have he doesn 't have experience he doesn 't have that specific job experience uh, that that one uh, employer is looking for because he 's been somewhere else for twenty years. What does though that military veteran have uh, that is almost you just can 't that non-tangible thing that makes me as an employer want to give you a chance, even though you don't have the experience. Right.
1: I I was, when I was putting my thoughts down, I was like, you know, you always hear military discipline and that's, that's a huge one. If you made it through any, any length of service and you were honorably discharged, no matter whether you liked it or not, you, you, you learned how to, you show up one time, you know, your uni- you have your uniform correct. You know what you're going to, to do because you've trained to do it. And so that discipline, you know, the endurance piece, you know, all of that, if applied to any field, should allow you to bridge the gap of experience and then take that into that job and quickly overcome what you're, what you're lacking.
0: Yeah, and and so the the tangible experience of I haven't uh, sure I haven't done this one specific thing, but man, I can learn that. I've got discipline. I've got uh, leadership skills. I've been through the wars. Let let me give Mm -hmm. it a try. Yeah, and how did that go for you? So when you when you did get that 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 spot at the Toro shop, um, what were you able to share? What were you able to do that kind of really made you shine? What how did you use that military experience to show that grit and get it done?
1: I was so excited to have the job when you show up every day and you're smiling just because yeah, you're buddy. given the chance. all I did was make sure that I came up with new processes of what I could do better getting with with mentors from my other locations and going what's going to work? what can we do? I came up with new sales programs you know uh reaching out on on people that you know that hadn't been touched before it was just it was so much fun to have. You know that first job, and to be able to show what I could do. You know, I had guys that worked for me. You know, that I had a a prior service person also that worked for me. So that was great because we got to t- you know talk about you know our military stories and share that and and you know help that help us you know, come together that way as well. It was any job that I get. It's just is I'm excited to work. I I want to do my best when I'm there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's ninety percent of the battle, isn't it? That that at, attitude, enthusiasm to get yes. it done. So now you're the supervisor at Medina County Home, and and you're showing grit in a in a whole different way. You're showing it for people. Again, you're fighting for people that can't fight for themselves. You did it in the military. You're doing it now. And uh, so, what's what's coming up next for the Medina County Home that you are going to need to show some grit? Uh, maybe the community is going to need to show some grit to uh, to get you through.
1: Yes, so sorry, a little lag
0: nope. there there you are Anyways, Got you again, yeah uh
1: the Medina County home, as I said before, runs off of a property tax levy, and since two thousand and one it's been been happening, uh, and this this November, the levy hits the ballot again, and this is my first one since I've only been here since February of twenty twenty, and I am working feverishly to ensure. That it is successful once again, however, this one being different than all the ones in the past, because of our operation uh, budget, um, I've had to ask for an increase to this one. Okay. so with that, I've made sure that I've gone out um, that I'm talking to in town hall meetings, uh, meet the candidates, and so is my committee and signs we're doing everything possible to. Uh, get the word out to let people know that we're here. Some people don't even know what the Medina County Home does. So just getting our name out there and, and what we do to support the community, so that when people go to the uh, polls in November and they see that levy request, that they say they vote yes.
0: Mm-hmm. And 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 what's at risk uh, uh, th- at, during this election? There is an increase on the ballot, and that's that's completely fine. There probably hasn't been one in 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 a while, so what's at risk? What's, what's this uh, additional money going to benefit? Right. So
1: the, the benefit is that now that because of the, you know, of the way the home is budgeted and that now more so than in the past, the residents that we do take in don't have money. So therefore Mm -hmm. they're not paying anything. And that's 30%. That's that 30% that the 70% of the budget uh, through the levy doesn't cover. So um, part of it's there. Also just the cost of running the home has increased since it, you know, it began Mm -hmm. 20 years ago, almost 20 years on that levy. Um, But in truth, it adds $2 and 63 cents more per year to what people have already been paying in the past to support us. Mm -hmm. I mean, I always say, literally for a cost of one pizza per year, you can support the Medina County
0: home. One piece of pizza, like one slice <laughs> of pizza. What, what is the, uh, 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 give me one what's the word, misconception. If, if someone was, was not thinking properly about what the Medina County home is or why they should support it, you know, maybe they just don't understand the truth of it. What's that one misperception that you can, kind of constantly have to battle so that people understand the value of the Medina County home?
1: Uh, I would think that one of the biggest ones that we uh, is of who we accept here. You know, you do have to be over the age of 18. However, we, uh, you know, it's not the, it's not exactly that guy that's just under the, you know, living under the bridge. Oh, he could just come there and, you know, live at the Medina County home. That's more of like Operation Homes, Salvation Army. Where here, there's a process of coming through and, you know, you, you do have to meet certain requirements to, to come in. Yeah. So I would just say that, I mean, although I, I you know, love my residents and I would take anybody, there still are certain people that, that don't qualify for the home. And I think a lot of times people just think, oh, it's the Medina County home. You know, they take everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not the truth.
0: Greg, thank you for sharing your story. I'm wondering, I imagine there's our our folks that are hiring and wondering about your military experience, people who were in the military, people who are concerned about the home, maybe thinking about the levy. If someone wanted to get in touch with you and learn more about any of these topics, um, how would they do so? What's the best way for them to contact you?
1: To contact me directly um, is my office phone number. That's always, you know, there are 330-723-9552. We also, if you want to see about the home, I mean, we post weekly. I won't say daily because that takes a lot. But of everything that's happening here, we have a, the Medina County Home Facebook page. If you want to learn about the levy, well, there's, uh, yes, Medina County Home out there that we've, we've set up to to talk about the home, as well as the Friends of Medina County Home our 501c3. They also have a website. All of these are great resources to, to find out about us, to assist us, to, to get more information.
0: Fantastic. Thank you for sharing. Greg, we're going to wrap up with you in just a second. First, a uh, just a quick shout out to the sponsor of this program, my employer, Spire Marketing. We are uh, thrilled to support small businesses, nonprofits, medium-sized businesses that are trying to grow, trying to get past the next stage in their, their development, trying to generate more revenue, uh, trying to develop a strategy and a brand uh, to help their business grow. So we are a team of folks that have offices in Tiffin and Medina and in Ashland. And we're here to serve you. If you're interested, spiread.com is the website. And if you fill out any of those forms, you'll get right to me. So my name is Brian Luffelock. I'm the host of Dash of Grit. We do this once a week. Greg, I, I have had military folks on this show before. And each time I take the opportunity to to say, I don't have the guts or the strength or the grit to do what you did. I didn't do it when I was younger. I can't do it now, and 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 all I can do is 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 say thank you to uh, you and all of those who have served because it means everything. Those of you who are willing to take the shot to do what you do and give up what you do uh, it, for people who, like me that don't, I all I can do is say thank you. And so I appreciate your service, and I'm sorry that it was so hard to get. Uh, uh that position originally, I wish it weren't that way. I know it still is and i and i I don't know what to do about that and maybe maybe you have some final thoughts for employers that are listening uh, as to what to do when they're sitting in front of a military uh, job applicant
1: so like I had said before to to realize that although they might not have the experience in that field that they truly have the dedication and the discipline. To overcome those obstacles and to just give them that chance, because I, I think you'll you'll truly be pleasantly surprised in doing so.
0: Greg, when's the uh, vote for the uh, for the levy?
1: November second, it'll be on the ballot.
0: And that's another thing that you fought for, isn't it? The uh, the right and the opportunity and the freedom to vote. So let's go out and do it. Greg, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. Dash of Grit is done once a week. We do it every week and it's right here wherever you find podcasts. We're also on YouTube. We're on uh, spectrum or uh, Armstrong uh, cable. We're on all over the place. So uh, check us out and listen next time. Until then, stay gritty. And remember the recipes for success always includes a dash of grit. See you next time.
1: This is a dash of grit recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things.